Yeah, we're live now. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, depending on where you're listening to us from. This is Leadership Talk with Adegoke. And um, my guest on this session on Leadership Talk is Nicola Buckley. Uh, she's from Cornwall in the United Kingdom. Yeah. Amazing lady. She's a leadership coach and she's showing up big time to add value. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, really good. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. I'm, awesome. I'm excited to geek out on some leadership chats. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us, um, yes. who is Nicola? Oh, wow. That's a big question. Um, I am a fiancé, yet to be married, three cancelled weddings in thanks to lockdown. So that's wow. part of who I am. Um, I am a double dog mum, so we might well have barking or jumping at the door at some point or something going on. Um, I am a 45-year-old ex-corporate, um, I had a 16-year really successful corporate marketing career, but I, I was always compromising who I was to fit in. I was told I was over-emotional, over-reactive. Um, I never felt like I could be myself and I really I gave so much for so long I really drained my own passion so what I do now is I've had two successful businesses before this so I've had um had a boot camp and then I had a gym business wow. and I found I always found there was a group of women so within the gym business there would be women that would do everything we said and get immediate results women that did bits of it and would get results but it would take longer yeah. And then there was always a group that would invest but do hardly anything and be quite difficult and challenging and just the fact that we would want obviously to get them results. And actually for them, going to the gym wasn't going to get them to feel how they wanted to feel. They wanted to feel enough. They wanted to feel confident and sexy and sure of themselves and yeah. all the things that I help with now from a mindset perspective, and I go really deep with my clients, that's probably what those women needed. So that led me into geeking out on neuroscience i've studied neuroscience for i think it's wow. eight years now and awesome. i absolutely my map master um and that led me into i've just finished my icf certification and i've just moved in specifically focusing on working with women within leadership so my mission now is to help women in leadership roles and also women that know that they have the potential helping them wow. find their fire so help them find their purpose their passionate excitement um, and do that without neglecting themselves or sacrificing family time or without compromising who they are. And it's it's showing up as yourself with empathy, empathy and vulnerability and being a role model to those around you of how to be a really strong, powerful female leader without being a yes woman or becoming like a man or taking on more masculine traits or um, just, you know, really compromising who you are. So it's female powerful female leadership but as absolutely as yourself wow amazing amazing congratulations well done well mm -hmm. done so that's nicola for you nicola is well loaded you know your background is great. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's quite intimidating but uh there you go so um what's the relationship between uh leadership and mentorship yeah so leadership is um, for me, how I would define it, I I start with my my definition of leader is you're a leader of one from the day that you're born through the through to the day that you're di you die. So over time, 
that might grow into you're a leader of a team or an area or a whole business. I tend to work with women that are leaders of whole businesses. So that for me is building on that foundation. Like if I'm that, I'm a great leader of one, I'm responsible, I care for myself, I, I connect to myself, I nurture myself, I help myself grow and develop. That, that brings you into another level of leadership, I think, that can very much grow into that COMD. I think mentorship is different. So I work with clients, some of my clients, my longer term clients, for them, I'm more of a mentor. So that would be more of a, you bring a, you bring something to a conversation and you have something that's really challenging you that might be struggling with. And mentoring is more probably telling someone or giving them some advice or suggestions, whereas leadership is, this is where we're going. For my, my definition of leadership would be what Brenny Brown would call a, um, a daring daring model leadership which be this is where we're going we're all going to go together how do we get that and okay. a very kind of questioning collaborative community kind of based leadership rather and whereas mentorship is more someone comes to you and they're looking to you for answers leadership i think for me my definite leadership is i know the direction but actually we're going to answer those questions together awesome awesome if you're just joining us, I'm uh, speaking alongside with Nicola Berkeley from Cornwall in the UK. Uh, we're looking at leadership and mentorship, leadership and mentorship. Now, um, you've spoken about, you know, the similarities, you know, the between leadership and mentorship. Now, I want you to speak to this. Um, yeah. So what, what's the role of a mentor? Yeah. Oh, I know. For, I I had some amazing mentors in my corporate leadership day. I had I had amazing men and women and or different levels of the organisation. But the ones that helped me most were yeah. ones that we developed a really close relationship. They were ones where I felt I felt free to talk about whatever I wanted to. I didn't feel judged. Um, and really, it was a, kind of like a safe space when I was maybe having something that was quite challenging. Yeah. And I could go and speak to them and get their, just their lens, two things really, or for me personally, how they viewed things for me, but also a lot of them were very senior. So they had that that higher level view of the organization. And that that was brilliantly helpful to almost know that actually if there's something, a project I was working on was delayed, for example, it might be that there's a bigger context that they would know about. So I just I found it incredibly useful to have that almost aspiring a person I'd aspire to be or be inspired by at okay. that very senior level to kind of have that safe space to just it's almost like you know if you really admire someone and you'd love to sit in the pub with them and ask them loads of questions yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if I don't drink actually so for me it'd be going let's go and grab the dogs and go for a walk and it's it's almost that informality of being able to ask all those questions of how do you influence, how do you, this person I find quite challenging, What yeah. what's your sense on them and do you have any ways that I can approach them in a different way? And just, yeah, I think I think mentoring is incredibly powerful. I think there's differences of counseling and mentoring and coaching that have, you know, you have to be clear and agree at the beginning of boundaries and confidentiality and, you know, what's, what's the parameters of the relationship. But it can be, I think mentoring, I'm a huge fan of and, Again, as I, I recently qualified as an ICF coach, but as part of that, over time, I'd love to give something back. Congratulations. Mentoring. Yeah. Thank you. Now, I want you to speak to, you know, um, oftentimes you have a, a mentor and the mentor is uh, maybe a friend. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, 
does it uh, create a friction? You know, if you, your friend is a mentor, would you be able to get value? Could you speak to that? Um, I, I think you can always get value. I, I have some incredible friends that in their own rights are incredibly successful and I, you know, I really value their opinion. <laughs> I probably I probably have some that I would go to if I want to kick up the arse and told to get on with it. I probably have other ones if I want to cry, I would go to, you know, they're very empathetic. So, um, but I, I think part of the value of being a mental, yes, setting those boundaries, setting those definitions of what the relationship is, but for me, the mentors that I, I got the most from, we actually over time developed a good close working relationship. And that awesome. helped me to build build some real trust and confidence in the fact that they knew me um, and they could directly speak to what, they'd all, almost got to the point where they kind of had a sense of how I'd react to something when, when it happened. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, question. Now, uh, for, for, for leaders, do leaders need mentors? Do you know all leaders do, do need mentors as well? I think all leaders need a safe space to go and talk and share how they're feeling and what's going on for them. And that it might be at some points that's a mentor, it might be at some points that's a coach, it might be at some points if they're really struggling with a certain thing that it's it's a specialist counselor. It it kind of for me, the really important bit is almost the further up the ladder you get, the more lonely it can be. And, you know, you don't necessarily, when you're an MD or CEO, like a lot of my clients are, you don't necessarily have a peer group around you or you don't necessarily want to open up to your peer group and appear, you know, be a vulnerable in front of them potentially for fear of being judged. So for me, it's not so much which which one it is. It's more about having that space, that really safe, judgment-free space to really share how you're feeling and what's going on for you. And as a leader, be able to reflect on behaviors or conversations or feelings and just use it to have a space to kind of reflect and grow um okay. yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah. yeah that's that's good now um now mentor mentee you know yes. sometimes you know um the mentor is a bit um you know uh in terms of firm on the mentee what what's the expectation from the mentee you know relating to the mentor yeah um i think that comes down to so when i when i start work with any of my clients i have a process yeah. of contracting um so as, as a coach it's the contracting process is being very clear on what are my responsibilities as a coach so yeah. create safe space confidentiality i only break that if there's anything i'm worried about that they might hurt themselves or someone else um say what you want to just all of that judgment free um, but also expectations around showing up and being open and honest. And also for the mentee to be super clear in their contracting and what their expectations of me are, but also what are my expectations of them. Yeah. And just that that huge clarity at the beginning, the clearer you can be at the beginning, even if it takes more time, the less, the less there's going to be misunderstandings or maybe miscommunications as you go through the process. So I think... Again, for I remember when I was um, mentored in the corporate world, some of the brilliant mentors I had, and the first meeting would always be, how do we want this to work? You know, what's our conversation framework going to be? And, you know, them making it very clear, it's confidential, it's safe. You know, this it, it only what we talk about here stays here. And, yeah. Wow, wow. Now, I mean, I, I just know that... Uh, working alongside a mentor you know 
it, it raises the stakes. What's the difference between a coach and a mentor? Yeah. So I love this. I love I love the subjects that you're covering today. Um, so I I am a coach. I have been a mentor, and for some of my clients, I I combine that role. So to be super super clear, so coaching is very much client focused, client led, um, and client centered. So. Okay. Coaching, a client would come to me with a particular goal or something they want to get past or something that they may be struggling with. Um, and we, in our first session, we set that goal together. So like almost like a big headline goal. And then in our sessions, we would work towards that goal. And it might, we might go off to the left at one point or go off to the right or go all over the place. We still, we still check in and make sure that goal is the same as we go through our sessions. So coaching has got the client absolutely at the heart of it and they lead it so it's the way i describe it um i i love metaphors by the way so we're going to go for a metaphor um but it's almost like you know if you're dancing with someone okay. okay. there's generally the more complicated dancing rather than just going into you know local disco and just like see what happens would be there'd be a person leading so if you do more classical stuff and it's almost like the client is leading it but you're there with them in the dance so you're there in the flow of the movement and where they want to go so yeah. that's that's coaching. Mentoring is more. I'm coming. To, I I'm stuck on this thing, and I want your perspective, and I want almost like an answer from you or your view. Um. So it's more advice. It's more you're kind of leading them more than you are in coaching. They're they're lead. You're guiding them to the answers, but in mentoring, you're probably leading the conversation more. Okay. Now, can you fire your mentor? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, I. I don't even know if it's firing. I think there's two things that are really important about whether it, whether you're choosing a coach or a mentor. And I think the first thing is get to know that person because you're probably going to spend a fair amount of time with them. So, you know, do you do you feel like they've got good energy? Do you feel do you resonate with what they're saying? Do you feel like you could have a good open conversation? Do you feel like you can trust them? If you're looking for something like maybe a mentor, maybe it's like, is it someone that you feel that you would respect enough to be challenged by? So I think it's that bit at the beginning. And then I also think, I know for me as a coach, ultimately I don't want my client, I don't want a codependent relationship with my clients. I have some very long-term clients, but that's that's a choice for us both when there's a certain period of time passed and we could both sense it and feel it or there's a contract kind of end point. Yeah. So it's that recognition of, is this, are we still getting a lot from this? Is this still working and being brave enough to call it out? And actually, it's okay if at some point during a coaching or mentoring process, you like, I don't think you're the right person right now for me. And that's okay. probably no reflection on what anyone's done. It's just, you know, a time and a place and it all fitting together. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, um, you know, it, it's, this, is, this is massive. I just want to celebrate you, uh, Nicola, for what you're doing. Thank uh, you. You're sharing deep stuff. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Leadership Talk with Adam Goki, and this session, uh, this is the 46th session, 46th wow. session, and uh, we're looking at leadership and mentorship, and we're drilling down. Now, I just want you to speak to this. Uh, so how do you uh, build a culture of uh, mentorship, you know, in a leadership environment? Um I think I think building it's almost again if you take it more widely it's almost building a, a culture um, 
so I love I love the Carol Dweck book growth mindset and it's like rather than a fixed mindset of leaders have the answer and they don't need anything from anyone else it's that growth mindset okay yeah always being curious always wanting to learn grow and develop and even even when you get to be the CEO and MD there's always things you can learn from people all across the organization so I think it's setting that growth mindset as a culture knowing it's okay to challenge and question things for your understanding and also because you bring a fresh perspective and then within that how do you how do you support people to know that the culture is there to have those conversations but also setting up official ways of having that support whether that's mentoring or coaching or yeah what are the ways that suit your organization and your business to make that work really really well okay okay so you, you've um, touched on so many areas, I mean, mentee, mentorship, leader, mentorship. Um, now, wh why is it very difficult for some people to uh, subject themselves to that mentorship you know, journey? Um, I think I think you have to be a, a you have to be ready to be. You have to be ready, and like we said, always said, like growth, growth mindset within a coaching, a, co a coaching culture, but also a growth, a growth mindset for a particular person. Okay. And it might be they don't have the energy in that moment to kind of really learn. They don't have the time to really learn, or they're just feeling like they might have gone through. I know for me, I've been through a big phase of growth, so actually, I don't necessarily want to learn loads of new things at the moment. I want to really <laughs> and, and integrate everything that I have learned. Yeah. Um, and again, it might just be a timing thing for that person. It's a different thing if they're more in, you know, a victim mindset potentially of it's, you know, I it's not it's never going to change for me. It's never going to be different. And that's a different thing of rather than that, I'm not in a growth mindset right now because I've been in that for a long time. And it's almost think yeah. of it as like ebbs, ebbs and flow of the tide of you have those times when the tide's moving forward and you're learning and growing, but you also need the tides when the times come back and you can rest awesome. and so almost that energy of being versus that energy of doing. Good, good. Well done, well done. Now, so what are the benefits of mentorship then for, you know, um, someone that wants to go into leadership, um, grow into leadership, yeah. Yeah, so mentorship is that safe space. It's that judgment-free. It's someone, mentors tend to be someone with, I've, I've mentored as I moved up my corporate organisations. You know, I started off, when I was more junior, I'd, I'd mentor other junior people. But as I kind of got more senior, I would mentor people across the organization as well. And it's really, it's a safe space. It's someone that hopefully inspire you. It's where you can say things maybe you don't want to say in front of other people for fear of being yeah. judged. Um, it's a, it's, it's also someone that's a cheerleader for you. I remember very distinctly in corporate world, my mentors were cheerleaders for me. So someone that I would very much trust to say really positive things about me when yeah. I wasn't there. Yeah. So when those conversations were coming up, you know, around development reviews and things like that, I knew that that was a person that I 100% could rely on to say really positive things about me. Okay. Um, and be, in my, be representing my interests when I'm not in the room, which is, you know hugely hugely powerful um yeah i just i think it's it's also someone that will probably challenge you make make you feel a little bit uncomfortable at times so that yeah. you do grow and you do become more and as leaders 
this leadership is really interesting because you can be really good at the thing you do but it doesn't necessarily make you immediately a great leader and leadership in itself is a huge journey I remember my the first time I became a leader with a, a direct report and that direct report had been handed around <laughs> never really wanted to work with them it was just it was just it was really hard yeah I found it so challenging and it's it is. And leaders should always be looking to learn and grow. And even when they're the MD, the CEO, the director and leader of their area, you can still learn from people at all levels of the organization. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if you've seen this um, in Lagos, but um, there's something called Undercover Boss. And it, it, under, undercover Boss. Well, yeah, I've um, never seen it. I, I know there's this... Uh, well, I've never seen it before, but I've had you know. So you probably, it probably it's quite an easy concept to get. So you're you're the head of a big organization. It's an American program, and then you go undercover as I don't know a trucker or a shelf stacker or someone in the restaurant or a, a trainee chef, yeah. and you get behind you get behind the heart of your business to see what's going on. And you at the top have a perspective, yeah, with numbers and reports and data and going out into the business, but you don't have it in that, the heartbeat of the business. Wow. And I think it's that, that powerful, that powerful perspective of this is what people on the ground are struggling with, or that they're, this is their stories. This is the sort of people that, you know, have done a lot to support us on yeah. a ground level yeah. that help our customers. That's really nice. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. I really like it. It is. It is. Now I just have two more questions. Um, I think uh, we, we, you know, we've covered a lot of ground, and I just want to celebrate you for your depth and you know authenticity as well. You're uh, you know, you you really showing up and adding value. We just appreciate you so much. Thank um, you. I know of a friend who was uh, in the oil and gas sector, and uh, you know, he had um, two of his direct reports who were actually like mentors to him. Mm -hmm. So um, during a lunch break, uh, maybe twice a week, they, they hang out together and um, yeah, it learns from them. What That's do you think cool. about that? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, uh, I think sometimes you don't even need a label of what it is. I think if you're going into something formal and structured like mentoring or coaching or say, you know, counseling on something specific, I, I think you, those need that contracting at the beginning. I think I I had a couple of friends in corporate world in, in different businesses that we would we would do self-development work together or we would do you know things like that together. So I think again if you take that undercover boss, you know, that's the boss learning from people in the heartbeat of the business. Yeah. You know, we can learn from our friends who have got different, you know, strengths and weaknesses than us. We can learn from our peers that are you know, yeah. naturally good at numbers, whereas, I, you know, I, I've learned to be good at numbers. I'm not naturally there. You know, you can, it's just that for me, a huge part of what I see really powerful leadership as is collaboration and actually caring about the people that yeah. work for you and work with you. And also, yeah. it's that, Brenny Brown's got this brilliant model of leadership and it's daring versus armored. So armored is, I'm the leader, we're all going here, follow me. It's not necessarily about being questions about you want to you want to feel that you have all the answers and you become quite defensive and armored up when you're questioned. Yeah. Um and yeah, people are going with you, they're not they're kind of like directed to. Yeah. Um and then the um 
that's armored and then the daring style of leadership is this is where we're going we're all going there together how do we get there this is my idea what do you think and yeah. learning and growing from each other within that care and connection and collaboration is at the heart of it and that's me is very much the leadership that is needed in the times that we're in now with hybrid working and remote working and all those things absolutely and i, I love those slightly two def different definitions yeah it gives me um, i'm fascinated by collaboration um you know on my on my podcast i show up you know with quite a number of people um and uh been doing that for about a year uh, so mm -hmm. it's 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 really helped me to also uh expand my thinking um you know i believe collaboration is, is the way forward to pivot even like you said uh post covid and you know even during this crisis uh so you, you're able to um do more uh there's a saying that that one can go fast but two will go very far. That's mm -hmm. for uh, Coach uh, John C. Maxwell. I'm on the John Maxwell team. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, you have the benefit of doing a lot of collaborations with, with the team members and, yeah. you know, all over the world. And even for our listeners, uh, I'm also showing up with uh, Nicola at a time like this. And I'm learning from her as well. You know, she's sharing her thoughts. Uh, so, um, yeah, it's, it's a win-win. Uh, so finally, who are your mentors? Who are mine? Your mentors. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have a business coach. I yeah. I have coaching supervision. So that's where I go and talk about improving as a coach. Um, well done. Well done. I have not right now, but not in the not so distance past had a counsellor. So it kind of depends what I need when I need it. And as part of my coaching qualification yeah. I have an ongoing peer coach and we're just yeah. setting up to have that ongoing coaching once a month so that we both have an hour of each other's time to help just to have again that safe space of a peer that we're kind of working on coaching hours to get to the next level of our qualification but also someone that's known me and I've known them and it's just that easy kind of coaching that you you know you you have as as part of your support network awesome. So, awesome. Awesome. yeah I'm a coach. Awesome. I'm always going to have a coach. That's, you no, know, that, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Um, coaches also need coach, coaches. Yes, you know. Usually. Because uh, it, you don't want to get to a level where you don't have uh, an accountability partner. No, um, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Coach, you know, as a coach, you kind of learn over time to not take on. I'm an empath, so I can easily absorb people's energy. So it's really important to have me to have a coach where I can. Yeah. You know, I have my own ways of kind of clearing my energy at the end of the day, but also to have that to discuss my things that are going on in my life. Um, so I'm not bringing that into my coaching and it's not influencing yeah. how I'm working with my clients because yeah. they're, they're almost paying to have clear time and energy from me. I'm very much focused on them. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, ah. It's been, been awesome. it's, it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been amazing. Great <laughs> yeah. So um, I just want you to, uh, you know, in 30 seconds, um, if you'd like to just, um, if our listeners all over the world want to uh, contact you, um, would you like to drop your, is it LinkedIn or yeah. your social media platforms? 
Yeah, so I'm I mainly hang out on LinkedIn. So okay. I am on there as Nicola Buckley. I've got my website and my email address is nicolascorco.com. So that's my yet to be married name. So my branding beat my wedding. Um, okay. So nicolascorco.com, which is S K O R K O.com. And then the email is nicola at nicolascorco.com. But probably these ways just message me on LinkedIn awesome. and, or awesome. add me and then message me. Yeah. Awesome. So if you're just uh, listening or you're watching the replay or listening to this podcast, being on with my friend from Cornwall, Nicola Berkeley, you know, so she's been amazing, added so much content on leadership and mentorship, leadership and mentorship. This is the 46th episode of Leadership Talk with Adego K. Um, we, we're so privileged to have her and she's, she's shown up massively tonight. Uh, uh, at this moment. Yes. You. I just want to thank you for coming and uh, to all our listeners, the same time, same platform. Uh, and the next uh, series, uh, next episode, uh, just join us for the podcast Leadership Talk with Adigoki. Thank, thank you. you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>